0: Welcome to Critical Cactus, where we talk about prickly subjects. Welcome back. Today is August 19th. I'm your host, Adam Yax, and I'm happy to say that our favorite co-hosts are here. Please welcome Adam Dominguez. Hello. And Tom Bagush.
1: We are going to be talking about something today that is near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah, I bet we are, but hey, let me see. Our topic today, so I've done some research into the topic that you're near and dear to. So my research for this topic that we're going to critically think and discuss about has revealed some, some, something that's interesting. Um, you know how on the show that we always bring up the idea that we build this house in our minds that this is built and constructed by a belief system or builds a belief system that is our worldview um, and how sometimes someone has a belief on a topic that's important to that belief system in that little house, you know how yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well today's topic is one of those bearing
1: walls for one
0: of the members of the critical
1: cactus here. I was I was really surprised <laughs> to, to some people get heated he- and you know what I found out I'm one of those people yeah. that gets heated over this situation.
0: Yeah well and this belief holds up uh, this house. So uh, sometimes MRI studies uh, well all the time they, they do show that when you uh, contradict someone's belief, uh, parts of the brain related to fight and flight light up yep. in the MRI, and they can sometimes dig their heels in and argue from a more emotional and less objective place, but sometimes that's okay because they find more objective information when they do that. So I think we are going to put that to the test today as we talk about circumcision. Um, the topic is fascinating, and we get to show our audience how we dig into emotional topics from a critical thinking perspective. And how they, our listening audience, can see how we can do it in a different way, and uh, and see how a typical quote-unquote argument would would play out with people who are aware of some of the fa- the fallacies and and uh, on both sides, you know. Okay. Um, so I expect some of the listeners are going to be I don't know keeping score or something like that because that'd be cool. <laughs> um but in the meantime, um did you do any uh news on this w- this uh this week are you ready for a news
1: article? Tonight? Well, since now August 21st, there's going to be a solar eclipse, which is the first solar eclipse yep. since like 1978. Yeah. To touch the yeah. con- I wasn't alive in 1978.
2: I also was not alive. You know, so this will be Adams like fourth solar eclipse.
1: <laughs> you could say that this is a once in a lifetime event.
2: For me most likely I probably That's a dead. good point, dude. Yeah,
1: I mean Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Well, there's Jesus could call you home at any time.
0: It's true, and there's I think there's like three more in the next, or four more in the next, I don't know, twenty years or something like that. I mean, there's going to be yeah, there's going to be yeah. more.
1: There will be acro- across the continental United States. You can only States, hope. Yes. But yeah. Okay. But you know, it's it's so a, that's a good point. It's a rare event. Yeah. And I'm I'm planning on going outside, even though we won't be in the totality here. Mm. I would like to go outside and see the partial solar eclipse. Definitely. You know, it's just. Uh, As awesome as it would be for me to travel, you know, 12 or 14 hours by car to go be in the totality. There's
0: going to be a lot of people going, Yeah, It's not like traffic's going to be easy. This is going to be
2: great for some of these small towns. Like, I have an Oregonian friend that lives in a a really small town, and people are flocking there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And
2: it's the same all across that belt. So, I mean, it is great for these small towns that are going to be, you know, making a bunch of money right now.
1: Now it's a natural phenomenon, like rainbows or fireworks or... For for a lot of people, <laughs> for a lot of people, fireworks is natural. Yes. Yeah. And so.
2: There's a such thing as like cosmic fireworks, so as ridiculous as that statement The Northern Lights, happen, you, know, you know,
0: Aurora Borealis. Yeah, yeah if you had uh, or, Aurora or Aurora Australis. Or Aurora Australis, yes. Yeah. That's Very a thing. Nice. I didn't know that was a thing. See, I learned something today. Today yeah. I learned. It's a weird accent, and there's usually a pouch involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is that all you have for the uh, the solar eclipses? It's once, once in a lifetime.
1: Well, it's the same thing I said last week. So let's just uh, <laughs> reiterate the importance of going to see this solar eclipse. If you have the means, you should do it. And if not, you're a dumbass Aww. and you're going to be missing out. Okay, okay, okay.
2: I okay. like that my eye doctor has been posting on Facebook like all these like warnings like you can't just wear sunglasses. All right, this challenge
0: is has been accepted. I am going to take on this challenge to get you to, to feel a little bit more enthusiastic you about the solar eclipse. You have literally
2: two days. I tell you, what, you can pay me <laughs> if you offer to pay me to watch the Stephen. Just money. Clips, yeah, money I'll, always wins the argument. I will totally be out there. Huh? All right, I'll here's give you the a thing.
0: dollar. I'll use a telescope. It gets dark. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, it's trippy, right? No. Nah. And then nocturnal animals start to wake up because no they think it's nighttime. And although the totality is only two and a half minutes, the entire process is much much longer than that. It's several yes. hours. Yes. And in that time, it changes the weather where that shadow is happening. So a lot of times, you can see like clouds that appear and wind that appears. So now you're in the middle of the day. The wind is kicking up. The crickets are waking up. Nocturnal animals are coming out.
1: Birds are changing their patterns. Dogs and cats are getting along. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy right yeah <laughs>
0: it's amazing
2: i just i seriously hope it, that it's overcast that day oh god
0: you, you are such a, a debbie downer it's terrible it can't throughout the whole well it's i guess just, it's possible to be that it's way just so unimportant to me okay and then and then as the night gets darker and darker and darker in the middle of the day mm-hmm. right for it, it's a significant change in the brightness mm-hmm. like the uh, the the impact it has is almost as if as soon as the totality hits, where that the the all that's left is the the outside edge, the corona. Mm-hmm. It's like Which a we light. Won't see. A, we we won't we won't. I don't think. No, we not don't. here. You have to be in the totality. Yes, I think. From what I understand, as soon as it happens, it's like the lights go out. Click, and. It's significant difference in that, like, between one millisecond ago, it's been getting light, darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and then click. And then all of a sudden you see this completely different beast in the sky. And it's also fascinating, of course, the math of it, you know, the size of the moon and the distances and how it could potentially. like, how, that's Now just you're, crazy. Making, you're
1: making me want to skip it work. Gives,
0: it gives people goosebumps so much that they travel the world to try to find more. So that they can go find themselves in that uh, in that totality again, it's just I I don't know I get I get uh, pretty excited about it and I've seen so many videos of it you know back in I think it was seventy eight seventy nine that it's uh, it's just fascinating to me.
1: Your persuasive argument was apparently not effective to Adam. No, over there. he's now texting a friend.
2: No, I was actually because I mean, when I was a kid in school, we we witnessed some sort of eclipse. I don't remember which I one. I think it was. there was a partial eclipse when I was a kid. Yeah, it was in grade school, so it was definitely like in the sixth grade. And there, we poked holes in paper. And yeah, it was stupid. I genuinely didn't care. <laughs> and I mean, not to take away from the fact that I do find some celestial bodies interesting, but I like I don't go out and see Halley's Comet. Okay, the
0: last thing I've got for you. Go okay, ahead. last thing. There's a cave.
2: Monetary compensation. <clears throat>
0: And in this cave, a there's cave. ancient drawings on the walls. Now there's some evidence that this
1: person, wait, this wait.
0: scientific.
2: Let me stop uh, you real quick. But yeah, I'm curious. What time is this? Is this phenomenon happening?
1: Like ten fifteen in the morning in our uh, time zone? Or
0: so? Yeah, and of course it's. Somebody said get on a plane and just follow it, right? And mm-hmm. you can be in the totality the whole time. But it's it's traveling at here. Like but here s- in Arizona, twenty-seven thousand miles an hour. Here in Arizona, what time yeah, is stupid. it going to happen? I don't know, I think 10 a.m. Okay, so it is
2: matter. completely irrelevant. I will be on dialysis.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so rather than have his feelings hurt and understand that he's going to miss out on this amazing event, he's choosing there, not to care. There
0: are people that are listening to the audience that might very well want to know that this has happened and and people have seen and documented it on cave, caveman walls. Mm-hmm in the past, and you can stand in one right now, the totality is going through one particular area that has cave drawings, just outside the cave, where you would see the sun, you can't see it from the cave. You, It will pass for the first time in 14,000 years or something. So 14,000 years ago on that spot, the cosmos is in line in such a way that it freaked those people out enough to actually put it on the cave wall, and you get to stand there in the same place. That's pretty I awesome. think the
2: really neat thing is is I think about like when Caveman did that and you know, because it was Caveman days, their Amazon shipment for their sunglasses was probably late, which means they just stared directly at the sun and went blind, which means that their neighbor probably just
1: fed them to some sort of creature.
0: And that's that's <laughs> how we've evolved is from <laughs> blind people.
1: And they all lived happily ever after.
0: Uh, yeah, and the cats and the dogs all get along. Alright, so that's as much as we can do to get the enthusiasm out of D Man. Hey, did you
1: have a topic today, D
0: Man?
2: Solar eclipse of the heart. All right, so my topic that I was forcefully um made to read upon was uh <laughs> wind energy, okay, and um, the funny thing was is that when the unnamed person made me do this topic, they said, "Talk about how people think that wind is a finite resource is l o l which obviously I don't believe that wind is a finite resource, but then they linked me an article completely unrelated. <laughs> About why wind energy is stupid. And unfortunately for the person that sent it to me, I kind of agree. Uh oh. Wind so energy is stupid? Yeah, uh oh. You're drinking the Kool Aid. Okay. I'm not drinking any Kool Aid. Right. So the thing is, wind energy is a, a quote unquote renewable source. I mean, technically, yes, because wind does not end, right? It's always going to be there. It's a thing, yeah. All right, there's arguments against wind energy, and I don't I don't particularly go for those because I think they're dumb as well. Um, they're dangerous to birds, but so is every man-made structure. Yeah, uh, airports, so, yeah. windows, cars, you know, I, I can't lines. tell you how many pigeons I've murdered with my windshield, so that's a dumb argument. Yes. Um, you know, the fact that it uses coal, which is technically correct. But what they don't see is, like, burning a bunch of coal versus using it once to fabricate steel are two different things. Um, there are some damages, quote-unquote, that are made to the environment because, I mean, you, you've got to get all the magnets crap, you know, all the magnets out of the earth, which means you're going to be doing a lot of digging. Um, but again, these are, these are temporary problems because, I mean... Technically,
0: no. The energy is going to be creating, being created for long periods of time. For so hopefully, very, very hopefully long make up for that, return on investment. Here right. right.
2: It's, yeah, we're talking about a return on investment or ROI. However, what what one people that the naysayers never really capture the one thing that I would say people need to pay attention to is the one thing that actually matters, which is premium. There, there is a finite amount of land. There is only so many places you can put these damn things. And, I mean, grant you, they've started to stick them in the ocean, which is fantastic, I guess. But, like, you see these wind farms out in California, and they're neat. But we're talking about hundreds of acres of land that can't be used for anything else because they are these big, stupid windmills out there. Okay. So, I mean, it's not viable as a permanent solution as...
1: So you'd rather have a golf course or something out there? No, I'd rather have pristine, undisturbed land. <laughs> and not feed the people. Got it. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't care about people. I think I think I I've, think
2: I've, priori- I've, my <laughs> priorities were off. Yes. I think I prioritized that or you mentioned have. that you've, multiple you've times. You have done that. Yes. So it's it's not a long term it's not a good long term solution. Like you can uh, you couldn't do that in Arizona. Like where are we going to put tons of wind farms? Yeah. I mean, I'd be perfectly happy with like leveling Tucson because I think it's a crappy. Yeah, we're not talking about solar. I'm not talking about alternative energies. I'm talking about wind energies. Okay. Wind energy doesn't produce enough in order for it to be a viable solution. It's fine in places where there's plenty of mountains and crap and not enough like livable area. You can mm. stick them up at the top of the mountain, generate enough electricity to power a hamlet, and that's fine. But the, the argument that people make against alternative energies is that it's not viable for mass populations. Which is technically true. So, I I don't... I don't care <laughs> that wind farms exist. They don't like hurt me. They don't bother me. It's you know, I'm not out to save the albatross You don't population.
0: see it as a negative overall, even as far as like, the, when they do the math of how much fuel it took to drive the resource, all that stuff put together in the whole chain of the uh, right. so resources. You still think it's a positive there, but not enough to really... The in-
2: future is not wind energy, is well, what I'm trying I to say. I agree
0: with you there. I don't think the future is there.
2: I don't think that we need to put a stop to it. I don't think it's hurting anything. And the resources, that, or the... Information that we gather from doing these things is, is very beneficial.
0: And are there any places that just produce wind energy for their population? Um, I'm thinking the you know there's places in Norway and Finland that I know like, there's what, a lot of places Denmark? That like hydroelectric. <laughs> Denmark always makes you think that because of the, because <laughs> the, of the windmills. windmills. <laughs> Don Quixote, <I> don't know. <laughs> Amsterdam window. Um,
2: I You know, actually, I didn't delve deep enough to, to answer that question. Like I said, I do know there are places that use, like, purely hydroelectric, and there is, mm. like, almost no downside to that. Um, well, so unless you fish. They've got fish ladders. I mean, it's a thing. Okay, cool. So it's not a perfect solution, but it's us. A hydroelectric dam is a good example of humanity trying to make the m- smallest possible impact on the environment around them. It's impossible to make zero impact because humanity is a parasite. But it
0: (laughs) threw that in there (laughs) real quick.
2: But it is possible to make a smaller impact. And so yes, wind energy technically has that same like ability, but again, the amount of, of windmills that you would need in order to power a small city is just ginormous. Wow
0: well i I mean so well that's good good info um down with alternative energy altogether that's that's critical characters's new motto <laughs> Th- thanks for that
2: uh, again, I'm actually not opposed to to nuclear energy either, which is what most people that are looking for alternative energies are trying to replace yeah. no I, li-
1: I like nuclear yeah it's definitely yeah I, I'm a big fan it it's a good it's the most viable option we have in the at next the moment. 50 I would, years. I yeah. would love
2: to see something. I'd like to see us be able to harness the power of a star. Well,
1: yeah. Like a Dyson sphere or something? That's what solar yeah. panels are. Oh, mm. burn.
2: burn. You know, solar panels don't use that much of like Not this, at all much. Energy so they're <laughs> very <laughs> yeah.
0: inefficient. But if you can keep working on it. And figure oh, yeah. No, way, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Photosynthesis for humans.
1: Yeah. Like uh, now,
0: now you're talking. Yeah.
1: Um... You're talking like gene altering? You know, just yeah, get a yeah. shot and then we can and just photosynthesize I mean, but we saw pool. that. Stick some. in We
2: saw it. that happen in Batman with Poison Ivy and she went crazy, so... Right. No. that's mm. We'll
1: need to refine it.
0: Well, just like everything, there's a history, you gotta refine it. You gotta make your changes. You gotta make sure you don't turn into a criminal. Like
2: or just make sure that there's no Batman.
1: Did you know that all protons and neutrons have mass? Okay. I didn't even know they were Catholic. Ah... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <sighs> Oh, my God. That was a good one. Thank you. I you like can that. edit that out, right? Yeah, that won't right. be in the
0: podcast. <laughs> 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 I need to take a moment here to mention our sponsor, ESET Antivirus. Uh, I trust ESET. Not only does it keep keep the system safe, but it's small. There's no bloatware. Um, it will not slow down your business servers, your desktops, your Linux, PCs, Macs. Uh, file servers, web servers. Anyway, try it out, help us out. Uh, go to criticalcactus.net forward slash ESET and uh, secure your system now. I don't know if we have time. Um, we'll make time. this one will be edited out or not, but if I edit anything out, it'll probably be D-man's, uh, uh, you know, hate for alternative energy. Wow, so, um, that's rude. He's, on, he's honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have did. a news article so if you guys bear with me I want I want to see if I can fit this into this I'm already system. falling asleep <laughs>
2: but no by all means hate out my or edit out my uh, okay out my so um
0: there was some there was an interesting study about uh, video games and the brain and I know we had a podcast on the video games and um, that we had some sort of argument that we brought up regarding whether or not uh, video games cause violent behavior. Um, researchers have, of course, noticed that kids spend a lot of time in video games and wondered what effect it would have. So this new study is actually kind of interesting, and it came up with some some things they just didn't know. I thought it would be interesting to find out. Uh-huh. The current state of science on this is that uh, video games, that action games, have a, a positive cognitive impact. And that's the current state of the science. That's what they thought. And then they did this study. So... It, it, it was, and probably still is, uh, applicable that uh, it increases visual attention, that playing these uh, action-based games will help your visual short-term memory. Uh, executive functions and uh, procedural learning abilities have also been found to be increased. But um, those are some things that we would see and we have seen for a long time for people who play musical instruments. So if you um, play a video game, you're going to see certain advantages in your you, you can look at, again at the MRI studies and look at the different sizes of the different parts of the brain and you can see over a very short period of time in this study they did 90 hours of one activity and you would see a difference in the size of the hippocampus which is a short-term spatial memory uh, part of the brain versus the uh, caudate nucleus which is the reward center of the brain. Now these two parts of the brain they are notoriously at odds with one another. One gets bigger the other one gets smaller it's as if you can't have both grow. If one grows, the other gets smaller because it's almost like you're not spending time with one if you're spending time with the other. Oh, okay, kind of thing. that makes sense. So um so again, one is short term spatial memory, the other is a reward center of the brain. So what they did in this te- in this little study was they did um, two different types of games. Um, One game is the shooter, you know, standard Call of Duty type game, and they watched the size of the hippocampus grow um, over 90 hours of play significantly while the uh, reward center would decrease. And some of the interesting things that they know about a uh, hippocampus growth with reward center drop, et cetera, is that uh, a decreased size in the hippocampus is associated with a higher risk of psychiatric illness, such as depression, P- PTSD and uh, also linked to Alzheimer's disease. So the size of the hippocampus is kind of something that they like to watch and the shooter games decreases that and is much more uh, related to the re- to the reward system. Whereas like the, I believe it's the Mario game where you um, have a three-dimensional world, Super Mario 64, where when you jump up, you can turn around in the air and look Mm -hmm. for where you're gonna land, and it's more spatial. That is almost like an exercise of the brain in the uh, uh, hippocampus, and the hippocampus actually, because it's short-term and spatial, actually grows. And with that, they've found no problems psychiatrically in the, you know, with a larger hippocampus, you don't have PTSD, depression, and Alzheimer's uh, statistically higher rates in in those communities, so. I thought that was really interesting. That is actually interesting. Um, video games and neurology.
1: Let's move on to our main topic.
0: All right. I know
1: Tom's excited. I'm I have been not. trying to talk about this for months. Uh, all right. So today we are talking about the uh, forcible removal of the foreskin from the penis, primarily in infants. Uh, you know, if you're an adult and you voluntarily choose to undergo this procedure, I'm not going to stop you. It's your body. I believe everybody has a right to do with their body whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never gave the topic any thought until I had a son. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I started doing my research and researching and researching and um. There's a. I was very surprised to find how strongly people feel about this topic on either side on either side either pro or against
0: which is why i feel comfortable having this conversation because i have noticed that i don't get the emotions that i get on this subject that i do get on other subjects okay so i feel like like you haven't like i can breathe in and breathe out throughout the whole you know thing let's (laughs) i am also very dispassionate about this topic Uh, i'm not Uninterested. I am extremely fascinated because it's a super cool topic. It goes in a lot of different directions um, from what I have been finding. So yes. thank you for giving yes, me to do some of that research. I mean, I know I gave you guys small news articles, well, we but you gave th- me a huge amount of work. You
1: know, we want to talk about <laughs> things that are prickly.
0: This is one of those. And this is one of those things that- to, world a niche, well. to a niche group.
1: Well, I grew up in a house that was very sexually repressed too. Yeah. So, you just, we didn't talk about sex. We didn't talk about anything to do with sex. We didn't talk about our bodies. So, you know, even as an adult, I feel a little awkward okay. having this conversation, really? having conversations about penises and, mm-hmm. you know, foreskin and. It's like I'm more on the medical side of it. It's like, eh. Yeah, I might as well be talking when about When I sit down to give toenails. blood for something and they're trying to take
0: blood, yeah. I think about it from a medical side and my hands stop sweating. When I think about it from an emotional side, my hands will just start sweating like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to stick a needle in my arm, blah, blah, blah. D-Man's looking at me like I'm crazy because he gets needles every day, but not all of us do. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so my hands will sweat. Um, so
1: after doing a lot of my research, after doing my research, I came to the conclusion that... Uh, you know, it's abhorrent. Hmm. It's barbaric. It's wrong. And it, you know... For Is there me,
0: anything that can change your mind?
1: <sighs> you know, I have seen some of the recent studies that say uh, you have a less chance of getting STDs hmm. or sexually transmitted infections uh, if you're circumcised. But, you know, do, do does that benefit out, outweigh you know the loss of one of the most sensitive parts of your body. I don't know which which is why it's like look, if you're an adult and you want to do it by all means. That's your body. Mm-hmm. You have the right. But I I definitely don't think we should be forcing it on babies. And the problem is when you start talking about circumcision. Um you know, we have a very you know, we uh I don't know what we're going to call it a medically precise term for it, circumcision. Uh, okay, uh, why don't we call it male genital mutilation?
0: You yeah, know? well, there,
1: I, uh, okay. I, I can come up with a million arguments okay. against it, but I, sure. I, don't, I can't come up with a lot of good arguments for it. For it. Okay. And when you start talking about this topic, which is primarily a men's issue... Then you get uh, you get lumped in with all those men's rights activists, and sure. you can get labeled as a misogynist, and you can uh, get labeled as an anti semite because there are oh yeah, yeah. you know people there's religious, yeah, yeah. yeah there's religious reasons for doing it I, you know I, I happen to think all religion is silly mm-hmm. you know but you know you you get lo- you know when you're against this thing and you know Jews have to do it. Well, suddenly I'm anti-Jewish because I'm mm. against circumcision, right? You know, and that's not the case. The two things are not mutually exclusive. Well, the
0: opposite is true too. I mean, obviously if if to be sensitive to the subject, if 60% of Americans are circumcised and there's 40% that are not, and that 40% are saying, "Wait, what, you just said that I'm going to give people AIDS or I'm dirty or I'm like all those reasons" that they have that says that uh, circumcision is not something that you should do because of all these things. There's somebody who's not circumcised going, I'm not all those things. What are you talking about? You know, so it's it's well, it's, it's it's both
1: ways. Let, right. Let's I mean, just whip it out there and, and put <laughs> it on the table. Thank you. I don't have any skin well, in the game. So. <laughs> that was going good. Um, I like to use humor to talk about prickly subjects because that's a way to ease people into it and get them to be more comfortable with it.
2: Coping mechanism.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever it takes, you know. Um, You know, are you circumcised? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you circumcised? Yep. Okay, so am I. I didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? I'll never know what it's like to have sex with somebody with an intact penis.
0: But there are adults Mm -hmm. who didn't get circumcised until they were adults had sex while they weren't circumcised have sex after they're circumcised Correct. and report back no sensation differences often some do but you know those numbers are there it's not as if we can't not know we can uh, scientifically we can kind of you know look also and see.
2: i i should i would like to point out that you are technically in a minority considering that not only do jews get circumcised but so do muslims which is the largest religion in
0: the world
1: no i disagree Christianity is the largest religion in the world.
0: Christianity 31 percent Islam 23%, Hindu 15%, Buddhist. Okay,
1: so Christianity 31%, Islam, Islam 23%. So there's um, two uh, look there's <laughs> two countries in the world where the majority of male babies are uh, mutilated after they're born and that's the United States and South Korea.
2: Woo! Go Team USA. Number one in something.
1: And it is declining in the United States. Boo. I don't care if you have a religious conviction. You know, you might have a religious conviction against cutting off your nose or. um, Wait, I mean. Well, sure, sure. Circumcising baby girls, uh, does that mean it's okay? Why is it okay to do it to boys but not girls? Well, they do systematically.
0: Pierce the ears of girls, in what could be described as a mutilating event. I guess I wouldn't. I would not argue against that. And there's a uh, potential for, um, some infection there.
1: Yeah.
2: Oddly enough, when I had my ear pierced, it got infected.
1: Mine too, real bad. But I did mine myself. And how many babies that. die every year because they've had their genitals cut?
0: Well, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Cuz that's where I focused my attention. Numbers. We like
0: numbers. I did numbers we'll and get I looked there. for statistics and so what I wanted to do was break the problem down into smaller parts and determine what causes someone to to have an opinion on this subject because I didn't okay. have one when I started. So I was like, okay, cool. No, no, it's good. You know, come I, mean, in can with kind ne- I come in with, neutral. A, with, with a week uh, worth of data coming in and some people like yourself yeah. <laughs> talking to me and I could come up with a confirmed, like, can't change my position, position.
1: No, you already so. know my bias.
0: I do. Um, since I didn't have one, I kind of dug into it and I wanted to take everything that I got and, um, and, and be critical of it, if you will. You yeah. Um, Shoot. So... When I hear people say that they're for it, I hear the um, argument about AIDS, and there's a lot of other arguments that people have. When I hear people that are against it, I hear death yep. is, is, is one. I hear um, sensation, and I hear psychological uh, ramifications. What else do we hear for that?
2: Those are the big three that I know of
0: and of course there's religious reasons why somebody do it and I would never tell somebody if they have a religious reason not to but you're saying hey the child is not your religion just because they were born under you you should still not just do that to them or is that the exception it's like yeah let's not even go there I'm
1: I'm not a religious person Um, you know I don't I've heard of you know I'm not going to pick on Jews but it's it's the example that we have on the table. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard that there are some that go with like a ceremonial pinprick to meet the religious requirements there instead of actually oh, okay. excising the entire foreskin. Okay. So I mean, there's there's got to be a loophole in there somewhere. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, this so, so
0: I have this list that I kind of put together of the arguments against and you know, I, you some know, of
1: it's kind of silly, but I, I mean, the thing the, the, but I it find it absurd that we have to have this argument anyway. Oh, okay. You well, know, why are we arguing to keep a part of the body. We don't make this argument like for ears. You know, if we cut our ears off, it would be cleaner well, or smoother I agree. I agree. Here's the thing. The
0: history of so it So does a
1: foreskin, the history of it is weird. It's vestigial. But it's
0: the, not. Well, we don't know if it's vestigial, but we do know it's this. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. It's not. I I I mean that's that I can take that position. Absolutely. It's not vestigial. That's fine. The the beginnings of circumcision is weird. Right, it when it started, how it started, how it came to be, but it's old, right? So, right. argument from antiquity. So there's an argument from antiquity. No. So, but it it does go from Africa maybe to Egypt during the year 10,000 BC. Da da da. All this stuff goes down. Ju- uh, Jesus was circumcised. He was Jewish. Um.
1: It, it it has a history. Please and don't let the South find
2: out that Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's okay. Nobody in the South listens to us anyway. No, that's no, true. no.
0: So, um, So what happens age. though is that uh, because of tribal reasons or whatever, you know, we all want to be like each other, and you should look like your dad or whatever. Right. This thing right. continues, and the religious know. reasons it continues. So, ultimately, the reality of. So the fact the fact situation we're in now is that we have a history of people who have had it done. We ha- because yes. of that, we have data. It is commonplace. And that right. data shows All some of, other new things, which we probably, you're probably right in a, in the puritistic world of don't touch it because it ain't broke thinking, then you're probably right. We probably would have never continued to do it and we would see it as barbaric. But because we have data that that has come of the fact that we have done it and there are I mean, 100% of people in Iran, you know, do it all the time. You you can't be there and not, you can't have a child and not do that. I mean, so there's lots and lots and lots of places, nation states that uh, have 100% uh, of their population for generations and generations, long, long, long time. And I'm not
1: there to know everything about this, but Mm -hmm. I am saying that I have a strong opinion about it.
0: Okay, okay. So with that long history of this happening, we have a lot of data. Now... Out of that data, they have found correlation and very, very solid evidence of causation for the people in Africa that they've been studying with HIV. As you know, there's been a big problem in Africa for HIV there for a long time, since the 80s, and it got even worse in the 90s. A lot of actual test cases and people that are dying from HIV and transmission and they're trying to get people to use condoms, they're trying to figure it out. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation come out with a plan that says, hey, this circumcision is something they're not doing. It's something that if they did do, it could lower the chances by, I don't know. 50 to 60%. 50 to 60% less chance of HIV transmission. Um, there are women who get cervical cancer at a higher rate by ha- when, when having their, their sexual partner be uh, uncircumcised. And this is the HPV virus. Uh, it's probably, in, in, you know, in, in effect somewhere in that process. Um, there are... So why um, not
1: just not have sex? I mean, if we, we could, could, there's we abstinence, could, if, there's abstinence if, plans. there's, yeah, there's, there's if, if we, there's we cut condoms. off the entire penis, <laughs> then we would stop sexual transmission of all diseases. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I, I, I am for don't that stop. plan. <laughs> I know you are.
0: <laughs> so I like people. And including babies. That's your problem. And I want more babies. So <laughs> I'm not for the plan.
1: Because our orphanages aren't full yet.
0: <laughs> and we can't feed them anyway. Right. Um, so, anyway, when it came to the death.
1: Um, death rate. I'm talking, let's talk infant mortality rate neo, due to circumcision.
0: Neonatal circumcision, infant mortality rate. Lots of data on this. Do you have. Um, What'd you find? What I found was uh, one gentleman who has stated 177 deaths in the US or 117 117 deaths 117 yep in the US per
1: year. And now that that's an estimate because it is uh you know the cause of death is not written down as circumcision it's blood loss or mm-hmm. infection or these secondary side effects that were caused I don't know if side effects is the right word, these secondary symptoms Mm -hmm. that were caused by the process itself. Right. So the process isn't listed as the cause of death.
0: Well, it's the same. Yeah, we can go on and on with that one because you can say somebody died of an infection and find out the doctor just left his glove inside him after the operation. Like what was the cause, the infection or the glove that was left inside? Right. So the CDC does do a lot of digging into those types of things to come up with causes and to do a lot of study verification and data verification to go, okay. And they do find a lot of these underlying sources when they when they dig into things like this um not that they're perfect but just because a baby dies in the hospital after having a circumcision doesn't necessarily mean that that that's the cause there's a certain
1: base rate of people who would die anyway the circumcision Mm -hmm. is an elective procedure it is it's not medically necessary for any reason right uh unless maybe you have phimosis where the foreskin is much too tight to get the head of the penis out Mm -hmm. uh even then, it's rare that you have to completely excise the foreskin. You can have surgery to loosen it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for my lack of medical terminology yeah. on yeah. this. Um, you know, but so if we have a hundred and seventeen babies, I mean, that's the number we have to work with. That's a it's, terrible number. I just don't, don't, don't
0: want. I don't want that to anchor
1: anything. Yes, I really don't do want to anchor that, that no, number. I'm because
0: saying, <laughs> that number is terrible and made up. It, it, the, the, so that's why i brought up the number well, because i did some digging into this guy and maybe i found it's his paper high, maybe it's
1: low you know but it's extremely low
0: it's causing a number so you're that saying makes there's a lot more out. babies that are dying no i'm sorry his percentage is high okay if you if you look at the number it it should be you get more accurate information out of studies that the cdc has done in uh in in, in the uh, Data that they find in the hospitals. There's a really good study in Iran, believe mm-hmm. it or not, because they have 100% right. population, so it's a lot easier for them to come up with some good numbers. Wait, what? They have 100% population? 100% population, males, circumcision. circumcision. There's okay. not a male that gets born that doesn't get circumcision. Um, and that includes later in life. If they are preemie and they can't have it or they have an infection and they can't have it, whatever, they will wait the month and do it again. They will wait the 10 years and do it. They will do it at some point. So neonatal is a, is a you know, definitely for sure a subset of that, but it's like a 99% subset. Um, when you look at those numbers, they can't come up with more than 0.0005% of the population. They just cannot figure out any possible way to do the math to come up with a number better than that. Whereas this guy with 117 out of our population per year, that's like 0.3%, which is not insignificant. I mean, that's a lot of people, 117 people for an elective procedure. But if it was really 0003 you do that, and, or 0. .0005%, you do that math in the U.S., you're talking about, like, two people. You know, it's pretty oh, small okay. number. Oh, okay,
1: so those two babies get to die. You
0: know, it's fine. Well, and here's why they die. Uh-huh. So they're digging into the cause. Like I said before, if you die of an infection, they find that the glove is in there. When they, when they did do a dig into these, these babies in Iran who statistically show that this numbers what what we should expect from human beings having this procedure done, they find it's the anesthesia, because the, those those babies, either, it's like three different things, anesthesia, allergic reaction to one particular type of anesthesia, um, or they had an infection to begin with. And they So here in the U.S., one, we don't use anesthesia. We use a pacifier with sugar on it. Two, uh, the one that's, that they're allergic to potentially isn't used, because again, we don't use anesthesia. And three... Um, we do we do have a procedure that makes sure that the baby's scores are good enough to be able to to do the, to do this. They can't have a fever certainly. Um, they can't have uh, any infections. They, they, there's a whole process that they go through to determine. And they like I said, the history of having these done has shown the way to do it now. Are there still barbaric places in Africa that show that these numbers are terrible? Yes, in places like Africa where they're doing it at home and they also have female uh, genital mutilization, they do some things to the to to boys that are you know teenagers in their you know in in puberty they'll do this yeah. and they'll do those numbers come up as circumcision numbers as well as the infant ones so you, as soon as you take those numbers out and say just neonatal you still end up seeing some barbaric practices and unclean environments where this is happening. And, of course, in those cases, you're going to see numbers. But in t- what's interesting is those are the numbers that more match what that one guy is saying. Even in those terrible, barbaric situations, the numbers are more like the, one, the 117. That's just data I'm finding. I'm, I'm not having an opinion for it or against right. it even okay. still. I'm just going, how how accurate is this death thing?
1: You know, right. that was my only
0: question. Like, wait, right. do I... Because, I mean, I would... I would I would take that one number and go, OK, I'm good. Don't do it. It's just too high of a risk. Right. There's always an efficacy of should we or shouldn't we? What's the risk? And of course, it's, you know, it's the parents decision so they can just make that call and go Uh, for religious reasons, maybe or for whatever the reasons they're just going to make that call. And now you're just like, well, if that's really the death rate that you need to be told that. And the CDC, as well as the American Association of Pediatrics have all said, no, 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 not not here in the US for certain. There is no risk of the efficacy of this procedure. Today's episode is brought to you by One-in-One Web Hosting. With managed cloud hosting options, you can run your company, your website, your blog, or fully hosted stack of servers, including Linux and Windows. We love WordPress here at Critical Cactus, and uh, the WordPress community around 1&1 one one is a deep well of knowledge that can keep your site new and relevant for years to come. What we need you to do is go to criticalcactus.net forward slash 1&1. Go there, set up your site. We know you have ideas that will change the world. Don't hesitate. Go there and start today. Thank you so much for your help with this. Now, back to the show. Now, they don't say, do it. They say, it's, it, right, it is an elective surgery. It's elective. And,
2: uh, you know, I, I have, I obviously I don't have any children on my own, but I have friends and family that have recently had children. Um, and I actually checked with them because um, I, I know a number of people that all had boys in the ra- in the past, like, we'll say one to five years. And I'm like, hey, you know, when you, when you had your kid, did the doctor tell you you needed to circumcise your kid? And they're like, no, uh, it was an option. They told us that there was no benefit or that, you know, there was no harm. It was completely up to, up to them. They gave them the choice. They weren't told they needed to, and uh, unilaterally, everyone I know decided to have their child circumcised um, based off of, you know, their own beliefs and whatever information the doctor gave them. But the doctor definitely didn't push them towards that.
0: Okay. Well, and there's, there's a lot of arguments. The death argument is one. That's the only one I dug into. There are a lot of other arguments I don't have a position on do they get hurt do they remember the pain what's the psychological
1: as well as yeah i've heard those too it's like you know is yeah, the is the baby even old enough to process pain yeah and, yeah you know, well they do I,
0: cry when you stick them with a the needle right so yeah. i mean you give them a shot they're going to be upset but they're also going to be upset if they're hungry right i mean they feel pain it's just not a lasting pain it's just like anything else
2: you know mm. as as a child you know i broke my arm i'm i'm not i don't have ptsd against broken arms i don't even remember that pain and i was old enough to remember breaking
0: it I saw my own bones sticking out when I broke my arm and I don't have any right, remaining. Yeah. But that's different. I mean, there there are psychological things. You're in the locker room. You're going to take, you know, sex, women. Uh, there, There's a lot of things involved psychologically here that are definitely something that if you have had any disfigurement from the procedure, that was my biggest one. It was like, okay. And I didn't have time to go dig into those numbers to see like, okay, how often do they mess up? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I assume a lot.
2: Well, and um, so the world health I'm just going to say who because for some reason I that's the world we all got health it. organization yeah, it's hard. who actually has a manual um, of, of medical practice on how to properly circumcise a, a child mm. um, and there is in that manual what happens if you quote unquote mess up I mean they have procedures um, there are there are uh, situations where you don't take enough off and um, so like what happens in that case Mm -hmm. um so in that case normally what they do is they allow it to heal for you know the time but you don't actually try again until six months because at some sometimes not taking enough off still gets the desired effect because of the way it heals um Mm -hmm. and there's the chance that you take too much off in which case you experience what's called degloving which is horrifying never look that up (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, it's
0: funny. You said you saw a lot of penises in your research, and I did research all week and I didn't see a single penis. So seriously, I, I, I mean, just don't use Imager when I'm doing all my looking. for, you know, I'm talking o- about uh, who?
2: Like their manuals is just. Full oh, of, I didn't. Do like them. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm
0: on a pedophile watch list. Oh now. no! Um, oh no! Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Didn't think that. Anyway, That's so terrible.
2: yeah, there is a there is the possibility that you can go quote unquote too far, um, which again can result in what's called degloving. loving. Mm. Um, but there is a, a medical procedure to correct that as well. Okay. Um, just you know, I'm not going to say just throw some sutures on it because obviously, they tell you to to seek a, a professional in in that particular field. But it is a contingency that that they understand exists, and there are you know backup plans. Um, there's backup plans if the bleeding won't stop. There's backup plans if the if they're you know if you throw a clot. So I mean, these things are. We, we use the term, and I, I don't, but some people use the term barbaric. And as, as Adam had mentioned, there are places in the world, maybe even in this country, where this is not done by a practiced medical professional. Like New York. Right. But in the cases that it is done by a practiced medical professional, mm-hmm. that means that you've got that same medical professional that knows what to do in that case.
0: Well, you, one of the things I go back and forth with this all the time for every subject is going to the hospital is a scary place because it's, it's dirty. Like right. if you're going to get an infection, going to the hospital is a great place to go.
2: Oh yeah, staff infections kill people all the time. And
0: so if you're going to just be like, hey, let's expose the inside of somebody and let's do it in a you know in a place that's dark and moist and uh, they know. do their best in yeah. hospitals. Obviously yeah. they they're well aware of it, but there's it happens. People get infections all the time in there. So I'm like, what's better at home or at a hospital if you're going to you know have any procedure. Um,
2: well, in a hospital, they make an attempt. I mean, you go into do. a clean room, you and have a sterilized. Field. And that's why
0: I say I go back and forth because it's dirty. But they have so many procedures. You know, they're trying to do things in a in a way that's. It, it's almost like it's worse to be a guest than an actual patient. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a guest, you're just sitting in that chair in, in the chair in the waiting room.
1: So, I got this lump on my back. <laughs> Can we like? <laughs> live on the air take it out and see if it gets infected we'll do our own home experiment oh, here oh
0: very nice I'm okay with that oh I don't want to have anything to do with that <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as long okay. as sterilize the field one quick thing before we get into this serious is uh, that foreskin is super important for homosexuals and I didn't understand this until I got a very good description luckily I didn't find a video
1: <laughs> because there's this docking that they can do have you heard no I'm actually not familiar with this which I is which is unusual I because don't I don't know I if you should be curious but we're going to go through it real quick I'm going to google it on my phone no no no, no. no so docking
0: to. is uh, mutual masturbation okay so your penis isn't the only penis that can fit in there if you're uncircumcised okay weird yeah it's a thing
1: it sounds like fun man people really come up if with interesting it's it's <laughs> an argument.
0: it's an argument to just not have it taken off you That's know if only I had a foreskin I could try this um, but I don't you have to have someone with you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but I try I am now excluded from this fun activity. It's got to be fun. The rest I of think, my life. I
2: think your wife might also mind.
1: Hey, it's got to be fun. That's all. <laughs> you leave my personal life out of this. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, Um, And the other other positive for having it is if reconstructive surgery for any need is ever needed, then you'll have the excess foreskin to be able to provide you with that reconstructive surgery. And so that is a helpful situation in that case. Oh,
2: boy. Hey, it happens. All right. Yeah. One good thing. Yeah. Two good things.
0: So then there's the arguments for, which I hit a couple of them, and they just go on and on and on. But I don't want to dig too much into that. I still wanted your opinion now that we've gone over a little bit of data for the death part, and uh, I want to know where you're
1: at. Okay, so we've established that uh, there is some risk with the procedure. There is. It is, you have much more risk in, say, a third-world country than you do in a first-world country. Sure. We've established that it's an elective procedure. Mm -hmm. Um, we've covered a few of the topics for why people get it done, mostly religious reasons or cultural
0: reasons. need to look like dad. I don't well, think that like, very okay, many people so here in
1: the U.S. are doing it because of the Bill and
0: Melinda Gates Foundation.
1: No, I don't think so either. No, or no. any other
0: reasons. They're not going, and oh, we need to do this for this
1: reason. But, I mean, I think people get it done just because... It's it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You know, it was revived in the 1800s in the west by Dr. somebody mm-hmm. as a way to deter children from masturbating. Yeah, that so was, that they didn't the develop weak blood. blood yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so you, um you know, and it's it's caught on since then. DeGuar, but it's like, all right, yeah. I'm the argument you just made to to make the kid look like, "Dad, I'm missing part of a finger." Does that mean <laughs> I want to, you know, chop off part of my son's finger so that he looks like dad right, right right you know
0: but i mean that is a big that's one that shows up a lot is to look like dad that is a, that is one that looks you know i don't know about it you shows guys, up a lot
1: i didn't spend a lot of time comparing my penis to my father's penis well and when i was in school i also you know, didn't
2: spend a lot of time comparing my fingers to my dad finger though
1: so. yeah that's that's what i mean it's mm-hmm. like I, I think it's kind of absurd well,
0: I'm not going to sit here and argue on that particular note. I Did mean, there's nothing in that
1: that I agree right. with. Like you looking like your dad. I mean, that's you're the father of two boys. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about their penises? Uh, they they are adults. They are adults. Yes. Uh, they have. <laughs> I'd like to they throw have, that out Yeah, there. they have
0: penises, and they are circumcised. And I okay. was young, and I think it was just the thing to do. You didn't even think about it. Yeah. Name it. there was no.
1: It's it just like okay, baby's born. I didn't
0: say, oh, because I want you to look like me. I mean, that was not even a thought.
2: It is just what you do.
0: It's just what you do. It's commonplace. Now,
2: out of curiosity, have either of your children ever come up to you and said, you've ruined my life because of this?
0: No, I've given them plenty of other mental issues. Okay. That have been my fault.
2: Have they ever once complained to anyone, as far as you know, about the fact that they're circumcised? No. Have you ever complained to your parents about the fact that you're circumcised? No. Do you feel like you've missed out on some part of your life? I'm of your
0: curious if it would feel any different, but I did do a little bit of research and found those. Th- there are adults who get it, yes. you know, especially when they go in the yeah. military, which is yes. funny. Yes. I know two dudes. Because, because they're like, hey, you're going to pay for it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't cost them anything, so they get it done and a little bit of time off or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a little bit of time off. I, I don't know. And it's I don't just know. like, one guy wanted a to thing like you can do.
1: try to be special forces. Oh, and was like, what? I don't know.
0: Okay. Um, well, they do it and uh, they're adults and they've had sex prior and they report no difference no in differences, sensation. No difference
1: Right. Which gives me a little reassurance, but I'll never know. You myself, won't and you can't you know. put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Foreskin restoration, both surgical and non-surgical mm. is a thing. Where do they get it from? Um, because there's nerves, you can't get back those nerves. Right, endings I mean, nerve, themselves. Heard, once those are gone, those are gone. I've heard that they'll, you know, take like some hair, or not some hair, some <laughs> skin from the inside of your thigh. I put it, you up. know, and okay. and put it back. Or, or I've heard of people like stretching it out and buying special devices to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a device. There's, there's heard about devices that. that you can wear. I've never. I've I've actually thought about it, but I've never. You just had the thought. Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah, gone. Like, through should it I jump off because of it's not curve.
2: important enough for you to do it. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I the surgery idea is out for me. I couldn't I couldn't do like a foreskin restoration surgery because that that to me compounding problem yeah you're cutting it again that was
0: kind of part of the argument in the first place you go under anesthesia you're in a hospital you're gonna get all these infection potentials like why wait that was the whole reason why we weren't supposed to do it the first time and here we
1: are doing it yeah and then it's like you know the the stretching the the tools and the the other it's like i don't you're gonna lose sensation at the end of that process there's just no no yeah until i can find some definitive data that says it's worth it i'm hesitant to go through with it Mm -hmm. but uh, un- until the, the science is clear and the science is in on, on whether these restoration techniques work, um, I'm going to hold off because maybe I'll make it better, but maybe I'll make it worse. And right, right so now it's okay the way it is. I will
2: admit I'm a bit curious. You said that the science is important to you as to whether or not it's it's worth it for you to do this restoration. Yes. The science is not clear on whether or not you should or should not circumcise, and yet you feel pretty passionately about the fact that you should not.
1: Yes, can you make a good argument as to
2: why someone should get circumcised? So I wanted to preface this at the very beginning, but I am not passionate about this product or about this problem at all. So no, I cannot, but okay. again I don't care. I win. No, you don't. <laughs> Just because I don't have an opinion doesn't mean that you win your argument. Well You cannot convince me scientifically that it, it should not be done. So scientifically you failed. You're asking me to prove a negative. Why shouldn't
1: we do this thing? You no. can't
2: okay. prove a negative. Prove why you should or should not.
0: Why should you leave someone intact? I think Tom has a good point. I think Why what he's should we say-
1: leave baby girls intact?
0: Yeah, I, I think what Tom's point is is saying in his scenario, nobody's doing anything. Mm-hmm. The thing that we're arguing doesn't happen. In your scenario, somebody executes a thing. Right. They do the procedure. Right. So what he's saying is how can you argue to not, like if somebody is sick, you have an ethics, ethical, like the, the, not just ethics, but you know the the efficacy of the, the procedure. You have to ask yourself, is it going to fix the problem? Like blah, blah, blah. The, the key note there is problem. Right. There's not a
1: problem to begin with.
0: But therein lies the problem that uh, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates are facing, which is- there is a problem, because HIV is the problem, and it's in Africa, and, and who knows where else. Right. There, so, so, if we want to identify what those people who, who are for the procedure, we have to identify the problem. Because now you're arguing what you're talking about, which is, here's this problem, what's the best way to solve this problem? Not, hey, prove to me you shouldn't do something. That's You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. So, what is the quote-unquote problem besides the HIV in Africa? people okay so HIV in Africa you have uh, population uh, penile cancer you have cervical cancer you have UTIs a young age with a low uh, immune system a UTI for a child can be uh, a death sentence probably at a higher percentage rate than the 0.0005 percent of the deaths of the actual uh, procedure I don't,
1: itself I don't buy into probably show me some numbers Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: I don't know how <laughs> to do that at this moment. But, yeah. So, um, yes, as a list, I can give you um, from the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, um, they do have a list of um, the, the number of UTIs caused by the fact that you didn't get a circumcision. Like, th- that's... If you compare two populations, a population with and a population without a foreskin, you're going to find a. So one of the problems is you're going to find a big difference. One of the problems with the study that the guy says is 117 deaths mm-hmm. is that he, when you look at his study, which costs $22 on PayPal, and it's in a journal of like boys shouldn't do this. Oh and, wait, it's, and, and it's cited 20. Four times, three of those times, is other studies that he has done. It is not a big thing. It really isn't. In the scientific community, it's a very low journal. It's not a prestigious journal. It's cited 24 times, and it's been around since 2010, I think. So seven years this guy's had his thing out there. When you dig into what he's actually done, you find that he finds a population in the hospitals of, people, of, of of infants who have died with no cause. He then says a percentage of those are male versus female. He takes the male side of that and says, okay, there was no cause. How many of them had a circumcision? He then says automatically because the rate of male to female is a 6%, you're going to always see in, in circumcised, he's saying if, you've, if you're male, you get circumcised, you're 6% more likely to die than a female. And he attributes all of these things to the cause of, without real reason, uh, circumcision. But when you look at nations that don't have circumcision, there's still a death rate of uh, 6% higher for males, even without the circumcision. So it's just a base rate. Man, it's we're better at everything, even dying. Yeah. The 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 return to the mean that we talked about before yes. is not calculated anywhere in his calculations. Once you start adding the correct calculations, you start to come up with no, well, I shouldn't say correct. Once you start adding the base, you know, return to the mean, you start looking at the 6% death rate higher for males than females, you start adding these things up and you do the math right, which he didn't do. There's a lot of mathematical problems in his in his thing. When you do all those things, you come out with the same numbers they find in that uh, Iran study, which is that p- which is point oh oh four. It's almost like that argument Joe Rogan had Wait, with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Earlier you
1: said 0.005. Well, it's f- well, which uh, it? I know. How many O's did you say this time yeah, versus yeah. last
0: time? Come on. Joe Rogan and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson have a little bit of a quick fight about uh, the moon landing being real and not real. And, and Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, look. If it's not real, it's harder to fake it than it is to do it in this case. Yeah. But when you just look at the receipt of how much fuel they bought, it matches how much it would take for the Saturn V rocket to get there. Like, you know, like, come on. it's just y- You have to do some mental exercise to so make that I covering work. their bases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah. They just spent that money just to make the whole thing real.
2: And then they had a big, like, bonfire. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> out at the beach in Florida. They had Stanley Kubrick film it, but yeah. he, he wanted to do it on location. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they just flew up there anyway. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. <laughs> so anyway, when
0: you do the math right, like Neil deGrasse Tyson likes to do, um, the the number ends up being the same
1: as what you see in Iran. Now, are we talking about just UTIs themselves, or are we talking about death from an infection? No, just, just the fact that you get a UTI. Okay, The yeah. death from UTI is the rate of death
0: from UTI. Yeah, you I know, mean, and if you and The lower your immune system, you know- More the,
1: skin down there, I can see how there's- more chance of infection you have a a, you know an area where bacteria loves to grow Mm -hmm. you know it's a thing
2: especially if you're not taught proper care i mean because
1: i don't know i don't have a foreskin so i don't know how to properly care for one but um my understanding is that they essentially require not a whole lot of care i mean penises have been around for what hundreds of thousands of years (laughs) in, in modern man right uh, there is a Homo
0: sapien. Uh, as soon as the penis showed up in the evolutionary path of the Homo sapien, there was foreskin. Right, it's always been,
1: always been there. So, I mean, we've had. Modern, I did find that I'm modern just plumbing, plumbing for what, it. like a hundred years? You know, it's easier than ever before to keep a penis clean. Well, keep keep this in mind too.
0: I I, I was thinking about where this comes from from a religious perspective. I don't dismiss religious views. I, I do. mean, to say don't eat pork in, you know... 400 AD, it's, it's probably a good call. That's because doing shit any... Was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Right? Now, not so much. Right. But if you have a problem with keeping things clean in a place that doesn't have running water and you're probably safer to drink beer than any other water you'll ever have, mm, beer. maybe
1: a circumcision is not a bad idea in there, that case, There are right? still a lot of people that live in conditions like that. And yet. there's an
0: Africa with a third world country with a problem of clean water and like, wait, maybe there's some connections here. Does that apply here? And apparently, forty percent and growing uh, of a population in the United States, and we don't have an HIV epidemic here. That not like Africa, right? Not anywhere near. So, so uh, argument for or against? I mean, you know, I I I can see where you're coming from in that. Particular case, like let's let's uh, not cut in line.
2: And again, I am not a proponent for circumcision. I'm just not an advocate against. I mm-hmm. I think it's a personal decision that you make within your family, and you know for whatever reason, religious or otherwise. And um, you
0: don't condone or condemn or have an opinion or t- want to tell somebody anything about that decision. You're just like your decision.
2: Correct. It is their decision. I mean, as long as they do their due diligence, you know, as as far as they're willing to do, then so be
0: it. What if you ran? Africa would you force that in their medical like in the in the is Africa government in the,
2: is Africa in the current situation that it's in
0: a- Africa right now has has HIV trials absolutely
2: right then I probably would because I know that there there's a, a medical benefits to be to
0: yeah 50 to 60 percent I'd really like to look at that that data I know that came from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation but you know even that I always want to be
2: right No, I mean I, I've seen multiple sources, but I don't know where that number comes from. And I, I do know that based off of anecdotal information that I've read, they're not entirely certain why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it just works, and they don't know why. Like, they're still doing research on why it just works. Yeah, does it, it just yeah. live in there? It doesn't make like any sense. Like, there's there's theories, you know, like having that much extra skin gives the... Uh, what is it, virus or bacteria? I never remember. I think it's a virus. HIV is a virus. V, virus. Yeah. So it... Um, There's a chance that it gives it time to incubate because, you know, uh, HIV doesn't survive very well in cold temperatures, so as soon as it starts to cool down, it starts to eat death. So, theoretically, if it's got a nice little warm place to chill out in, then it can
1: deposit itself more easily.
2: But again, that's theory. (laughs) The
1: head of a circumcised penis looks completely different than the head of a non-circumcised penis. What do you mean? Uh, The head of a circumcised penis is dried up and shriveled and, uh, like dried out, but if you look at the head of a non-circumcised penis, it's much, I don't know, fleshier and moister, and hmm. it doesn't look like chapped lips. So, hmm. the funny thing I mean, is... God, how much penis have you seen, I don't I just, Come on! I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: I've been under a rock. So, the funny thing is, is this is not uh, a good reason to or not to circumcise, but I, I did ask... Um, and yes, this was uncomfortable for me, by the way, Tom. I asked a number <sighs> of women... Um, both friends and otherwise if they preferred circumcised or uncircumcised penis oh, okay. Ah, okay. and pretty much unilaterally they chose circumcised they say uncircumcised penises look weird it's like having sex with an elephant yeah
0: but that's again well you said it's anecdotal but yeah. it's also cultural so yeah. weird is always what they're not used to so if somebody's used to yeah exactly yeah, I weird. mean but that's the thing I want to you know it's uh, maybe that's part of the argument If I want him to l- I want my son to look like you know dad or whatever well maybe yeah he says that because it's like you, what's weird when you, know? you had mentioned that that's it's exactly so different. what
2: I thought one of the girls that I had asked they had a son and she said the only reason why she had her son circumcised is because she didn't want to be made fun of in the locker room or with her for you know with mm. the whatever woman he was with so it was literally cosmetic
0: <laughs> it's also a thing
2: if it mean, was cosmetic. That if was, it you know,
0: wasn't a thing to actually select, if they hadn't come to her and said, what would you like to do, she wouldn't have said, hey, by the way, how come you guys forgot to do this thing? She wouldn't have brought it up. Somebody brings it to you and says, usually, yeah. what do you want to do, one or the other? And mm-hmm. they, have, they have a good argument that it's a billion-dollar industry and that the doctors are doing it. And when I quote the American Academy of Pediatrics, those are pediatric doctors. Those guys are the ones doing it. So, do they have a, you know, a, an argument for making it happen from a financial perspective? Yeah, but now you got to dig into this whole conspiracy theory. You know, big right. industry regarding, yeah, you know, the pediatrics. They're pushing, and, pushing it for their agenda uh, yeah, just to make some money. I don't. I don't, I don't well,
2: that. ironically, you say that, but I felt the same way about um, people that were against circumcisions. When you do research online, it is actually very hard
1: to find non-biased opinions. Yeah. Uh, there's that word again, perceived health benefits. All right. Um, so, so no
0: no minds being changed, of course, but the idea here is well, that if if there's a way to change someone's mind,
1: data I, would do it, and you're open to it. I'm willing to admit that, you know, under certain circumstances, in certain situations, there might possibly be some benefit to having this procedure done, but in a first world country where you've got uh, access to birth control and uh, condoms, where you have access to plumbing and water and access to a first world medical facility, um, you know, the benefits are just not there. Yeah, the growing uh, consensus
0: in the U.S., as you said, it is growing, is the same. There's also a growing consensus that vaccines are bad for you. (laughs) That's not a very big growth. Come on, the
1: earth is flat.
2: I'm just saying, people are incredibly stupid. Yes.
1: So, I mean, mean, pseudoscience can (laughs) mislead people. I'm just just saying, in the
0: 1950s and 60s, we had 80 to 90% of the U.S. population being circumcised, and now we're down to 60%. So, uh, you know, the... People aren't doing it as much. So eventually, it's going to be 50 if it is.
1: And I'm, I'm no hoping that pendulum just swings just just the other, swings way. other way. I think this is one of the best ones we've done because we've had some difference of opinion here. When we all agree on the on it's, the topic, it's not it, it as much fun doesn't right. make it as much fun. This does lead us into a Thank NASA.
0: Thanks, NASA. Let me get into it. So thanks, NASA, for the light therapy. Like... Uh, light therapy like li- like uh you, light
1: emitting diode therapy uh it's, why would i need li- like i live in alaska and it's well they did dark six months out of the year and i'm not getting enough vitamin d or something bear with me um, they've we'll done some research get to the and point and a long time ago
0: i forget when 70s 50s 60s they did doesn't count some work with light therapy for their plants. And, you know, it's NASA, so they want to grow some stuff in outer okay. space and they want some
1: light. Light therapy for the plants? For
0: plants, but okay. then they found that this helps people with cancer.
1: Wait, it sounds so like some pseudoscience bullshit. It does, it does doesn't cancer it? Cancer, light me get, therapy? Let me get to
0: it. I really am thinking NASA for this light therapy because when you have, well, in this case, bone marrow cancer, right, you get chemo. And one of the side effects of chemo is sores in your mouth called oral mucositis. That
1: doesn't sound fun.
0: And it's terrible. It is terrible. It's a side effect of chemo. It's not just for bone marrow cancer, but a lot of other things can give you this. But it's usually related to a chemo of some sort. And when you have this... You have a hard time eating, so you don't get nutrition. You have a hard time swallowing, so you don't get a lot of water. Um, A lot of times they have to give you medicines like narcotics. So there's a narcotic combination inside your formula for your chemo, which is problematic. It's a big deal. Yes. These these sores in your Mm -hmm. mouth when you're in that situation. Sounds horrible. And so when they put this light therapy in place, they just...
1: Wait, what? What it's kind like, of light are we talking? Are we talking like ultraviolet light? Yeah, uh,
0: talk- it's a big wide spectrum of of wavelengths. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, it helps. It helps, it helps, helps what? a lot. It helps heal those sores. Um, those sores get um, a significant amount of healing from this effort. They don't need to give them uh, our narcotics. They can get it down to the point where they can drink and eat. And they can finish up their chemo and not have the complications from this problem.
1: I, I've heard so that, it's huge. I've heard that UV light, you know, kills bacteria. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it is it like the same sort of thing? Is, it, are these sores I, caused by a bacteria or? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand light therapy because honestly, I've never heard of this before. Neither so, have I. Like, are they just sticking it's a, a 60 watt
0: bulb in your mouth or? No, they have devices that are uh, developed by NASA.
1: Okay, these are light therapies, like and I'm, I'm not, not trying to dismiss guard. what
0: you're saying. I'm trying to. Well, I'm still
1: a little skeptical on this whole.
0: I'm not. I'm not skeptical. I just genuinely like. What kind of light?
2: Like UV light? Yes. Is it? Uh, ultra Ultraviolet violet.
0: UV. There's lots of spectrums in this light. It's basically light that they can now create because of the light-emitting diode and the different frequencies they can give it. So they came up with this thing to try to p- grow plants, and it creates this light that is that has healing properties. It also helps people who have who are burned victims. You'll find. Um, in hospitals, if somebody's got a burn victim, they'll probably be under some sort of light therapy. Okay. To help Uh, diabetics with sores, same thing. There's lots of different situations where you have a skin type issue and uh, it's problematic enough where you can just get it's cheap.
1: light therapy. I can I can buy that. So I mean, I've heard. So here's where the problem lies: vitamin D deficiency and seasonal affective disorder. So why not sad? take it a little further, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. if there's science these behind are it, af- I are get are behind These are
0: effective it. protocols that they put in place for these people to help them. Now, here comes the snake oil. Okay. This is why Ooh. you're thinking this is, uh, this is not so good because some people connect the dots and say light therapy is good for bone marrow cancer, and then uh. they expand it to say light therapy is good for cancer, and then they expand it. Light therapy is good for
1: diabetes oh i get it. okay so so light, they're missing light therapy the point. is good for this one uh, side effect this one symptom related that to this. helps the chemo do its job right and then
0: somebody goes to a light therapy alternative oh, I see. Th- quack i know what pays them two thousand dollars a month and business i'm running now and doesn't go to chemo because they've got this solution and they do a quick search somebody says hey just reference this take a look at this it's from nasa.org and they go or gov, and they go look, and they go, oh, NASA says. And when you look at the title, great, you know, therapy, light therapy, proven light therapy for cancer. Nice. Oh, read the text; it's really small text, but if you read it, you'll see. Hey, there's people who get a sore from chemo, and this helps that. Yeah, and okay. Therefore, so they're again, they're under certain chemo.
1: circumstances, in yeah. certain situations, well, this and, legit. and it
2: makes sense because you know it. Obviously, the light has to affect near hit the affected area, and if it's a skin sore or it's a mouth sore, they can stick light in your mouth. They can't stick light in your bones.
0: And they can't put neosporin in your tongue or whatever, <laughs> you know? I mean, they could mm. put light in your bones, but then you'd be slightly dead. You would have a totally different issue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, so, NASA. That, yeah. uh, that sounds really cool. That's pretty cool, right? And this is why we do the podcast, because although it's natural to take these very human shortcuts of, you know, cognitive shortcuts... Um, it's it's, uh, it's been found that the only way to really
1: avoid these natural human shortcuts is to be thinking critically. You so know, that's what we're here for. We made it all the way through that podcast and we did not make one reference to PNAS. Thanks, guys. Uh, yes. Thanks, audience. Thanks. The, no Th- guests. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, co-hosts, no
2: hosts. Ghost. Ghost guest. Jingle, jingle, jingle.
1: <laughs> and if you've got a suggestion for topics that you'd like to hear us talk about, either for or against, pro or con. Send them in to criticalcactuspodcast at gmail.com.
0: I would like to thank our guests, uh, the sponsors, and more importantly, you, the listeners. We would not be able to do this podcast without your help. We have started a Patreon account, so uh, to help keep us going, um, open your browser and go to patreon.com forward slash cactus. Your donations uh, will help keep us going. Thank you for coming. See you next time.